0: To-
1: very, very well. You're very good, thank you.
0: Welcome to the Morning Minutes. Myself, Michael Bergio, Mark Novak, Lee Woodward, and Michael from Rembrandt. I think this morning's a great example of getting people on the front line on both the training sector and most importantly, the retail sector, which is spoken about quite often but not necessarily from the people on the front lines who are experiencing all the trends over the last three months due to COVID-19 and also the last five years with the retail sector. And also we can put a, a splash of what's good to wear at the moment and the trends in fashion as well as we have Michael from Rembrandt. Good morning, gents. Good morning, good morning. Michael. Morning, guys. Mark, you Michael, where have you seen? It? How's retail? Let's. You're located. Where are you located? Tell us a bit about yourself
1: and what you do and how long for. Mate, I've been in Warringah Mall for um, 10, 11 years. Uh, we're uh, opposite David Jones on level one. Um, our primary product is sort of up, middle to upmarket suits, sports coats. Um, I've been selling. Clothing for 35 years, so there's a I've got a fair bit of experience behind me, um, and our main aim is customer service. So we we provide a, a pretty good service. I'm sure you're you're aware of that. You and Mark.
0: Yes, definitely. A lot of it. I think half, we we're saying half our office is probably dressed by yourself, and I know Mark and I have been we've been going to you for a very long time.
2: Look, I think that's why we brought you on the show, Michael. Customer service—you just, you know, you're an all-round champion, and, and um, suits, suits is the byproduct, I'm, I, I guess. But you know, in terms of operators down at the mall and um, uh, business fitness or, or retail fitness, you're a pretty retail fit guy.
1: We we're, we're, we own our operators, so uh, we we sort of treat people the way we like to be treated. Um, the difference between us and the others is that you know, they open up a store, they put a young guy in there. Um, they, you know, they sort of every week they probably have a different guy in there. But whereas with us or with me, uh, I know the the regular faces, I know how to treat them, um, I know what they want, um, and they end up recommending people that that want a, want good service and um, you know, what, what a good product.
3: Michael, it, it's such a great thing to hear you say this. I think we all grew up with a very different retail world than we have today. You know, yeah. you used to go to the shops and they had product knowledge. They'd been, they'd been away in a convention to learn about the latest washing machine or fridge or dryer or something. Whereas today you turn up to an actual place and ask a question about a stereo or a TV or something Oh, look, I don't know. You'll have to check it out online. It's such a shame that retail let go of the education of the product, the servicing of the customer, and to serve is servitude. And that went missing, but you always feel it when you meet someone great at their job who says, oh, by the way, do you have a belt? Do you, have you seen the latest sports code? And helping people buy is different to them picking online.
1: Mate, no doubt. No doubt. Like, you know, you you want a a good TV, you you go to a professional, you go to, you know, you know, you know what I'm getting at. Whereas now, even in David Jones and Maya, it's basically self-service and it's a real shame, you know, that David Jones um, was known for their service, but you walk in there now and, and there's no one there to serve you. So, you know, that's why I've seen a bit of growth in the last five or six years is because of the service. So, um, they're not doing it, and we are. So, yeah, uh, and human-to-human
0: you know, human interaction. As you said, a lot of companies, a lot of industries, you sort of think, well, a lot of people are saying retail is, is on the decrease, but you would look at it and say the human interaction is also on the decrease, and that self-service, the use of technology away from humans is on the increase. So you start to think, well, is that a direct correlation where... People like to deal with people, especially if they're dealing with something they're not uh, familiar with. And a lot of people aren't educated on, say, for your example, suits, what material, how to treat it, how often you need to get it uh, um, not serviced. I was thinking,
2: um,
1: dry, dry clean. Dry cleaned.
2: Clean. Yeah. And what, Michael Burjo, I'm getting a lot of echo from you, buddy. I'm getting a hell of a lot of echo. I don't know if, you can, if you've done something different there, bud. Sorry, just so you know.
0: Yeah, probably just because maybe Lee's close, But yeah, nothing's different. Okay, sorry. All good.
1: All good. You know, like if if if, if I sell a suit like um, to to Mark or Michael, I I want that suit to last as long as possible. I don't want to just sort of sell him a suit and and then he's going to come back and whinge and complain. You know, like um, you know the amount of times you dry clean the suit, what sort of chair he sits on in the office. You know, ninety percent of the times. A customer wants a nice quality merino wool, Like merino wool is is really nice to wear. It's comfortable. But if you go to the office and you're sitting on a synthetic chair, that's like sitting on steel wool. The suit becomes shiny. Honestly, it's like sitting on steel. If you sit on that chair naked, you'd get a rash within five minutes. But that, it's rubbing you know like a, a lot of the guys would come back with their belt loops worn out that's because of the swiveling on the chair when they're sitting in the office even some of the chairs the car seats that are synthetic and you're wearing a nice luxury woollen suit and you're you're sitting on a on a synthetic chair it, it's going to wear out pretty quickly so we i advise them on stuff like that
0: and that's but, like that's a big point as well which a lot of a lot of people would probably that's probably gone in that retail and like Lisa the education um has basically gone uh, and that service uh, but that like product knowledge of the the product but also of the consumer as well and like to real estate that's just knowing what uh, sort of like what our owners do for work what their needs are where their house needs to be and potentially where they they would like to open a business and transporting like you can't take for granted in any industry knowing your consumer and then tailor making what you recommend for them as well like that's oh, I think we can say that's definitely being lost in retail and you wonder if that's an effect of why it may not be as strong moving forward and currently
3: yeah I agree with this I, I truly feel and this is a horrible comment but retail ended up with what it deserved as it took away talented mature great caring workers and replace them with kids with no training, uh, it became very cold. And I think we can all remember back that you used to go into a service station and be someone there pumping petrol, helping you out, washing your windscreen, you'd be like, wow. You know, if it was a service station like that today, every mum would go there because they panic leaving the kids in the back seat as they got to go and pay the bill, but unstrapping a baby, you know, all those little things I believe are gonna come back where people will pay that additional fee to have the comfort of the knowledge. So Michael, if I come and see you today, I'll profit from your knowledge. I didn't know that about the chairs. I need to know that. Versus, I don't know, if it's not on the shelf, you can't have it. And it's even above the shelf and they haven't looked. You're saying, oh, there's one. Oh, sorry, yeah, we do have one. You know, the the care factors become a massive issue across everything, not just retail. Uh, I noticed Bose last year, took made the decision to remove all their products from stores because they were sick of people who can't explain the product, selling the product. They would rather move online where they give detail because the people in the store didn't want to learn what it was and was a bad representation of the product.
1: It's a shame, isn't it, that it's gone that way? You know, in in some ways, Westfield's are to blame because they were – like they, they started to get rid of owner operators and they wanted chain stores um, where they could do deals with them with rent so if they opened up 10 15 stores they'll they'll give them a, a contribution um, but the, the problem with that is westfield's benefit but the the retailer is at a disadvantage because he can't get qualified staff and then he's 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 paying the rent, but he's sharing the business between all those little areas, and they're struggling, so they can't afford to pay, a, you know, a salesman to keep him for a long period of time. So the, the turnover of staff is very very high. But you know I what, good
2: example. Sorry, Mark, Over to you. Yeah, sorry. Um, you know what, guys, I think people vote with their money. Consumers vote with their money, and they've almost gone full circle on some items and they haven't on others. So I think that self-serve, which I love the way you, you said that, Michael, about um, you know people were forced to feel self-serve themselves and they didn't like it. Um, I, I think there's certain categories like yours where guys, um, and I, I hate to admit this, guys aren't often very good at fashion and get dressed by their wives sometimes. Um, but when a guy... Uh, we'll put it this way: a guy's, a, a guy, a uh, lady's much, much better with with fashionistering herself than a guy is better than fashionisting herself. Sorry, if I don't. In general, I don't mean to sound sexist or anything, but w- with your stores, I would think that it would be quite, quite nice that I could come and see you as a consultant. I don't have to go online and see what the latest fashions are and, partic- and get them wrong. I can come and see you as a consultant. I can stand opposite you, and you can say, "Mate, this is the thing." This is what's being this is the fashion at the moment, this is what's happening, buy this. It's free advice, effectively, you know, you know what I mean? So I think some areas have gone full self-service and that's moved to online. And I think other areas that where there's just this, there's it went full circle and the power of the sword's back in your hand.
1: Mark, is it
3: that is it not that it's Free advice but it's inclusive advice of the investment that you're getting paying that little bit extra and yep. I've always got the concern about the word free when yeah. you know, to have access to someone like Michael who can guide you and say by the way versus I don't care You know, it, that advice is inclusive of the fee I'm investing in and I'm happy to pay that because I'm getting direct access to someone with the knowledge <laughs> and I think a good, a good example of value, and value is different to cheap. I think Aldi, the food store, has done well there. They're, if you look at their staff, they work really hard. Uh, there's less of them on the floor, but they know everything about the product. Um, Aldi's put a lot of money into research, so they don't have everything, but what they do bring to the table has been tested. But their staff are a different style of worker in that type of retail. So if you look at Coles versus Aldi, there's a big difference in the work style and workforce. But I do think the fee is inclusive of that. Michael, over to you.
1: I, I totally agree. Um, I've I've been to Aldi a few times, and the, the product knowledge is uh, is second to none. But you go into into uh, Coles or, or, or Woolies, it's it's only when the um, the after staff, the, the the staff that are there that are paid by the companies to fill the shelves, they're the only ones that actually know uh, about the product. The the, the the staff that are hired by Coles, um, they don't have that knowledge.
2: Mm. Well, there's so much product as well. You know, Aldi's got Aldi's got one generally just one of everything, mm-hmm. and whereas Woolies has got maybe 15 of everything. It's a, it's harder to learn all that, isn't it?
1: It sure is.
0: Michael, what's what? How is What's it like on the front line at the moment at Westfields from um, COVID nineteen? Is everything back up and running now? Uh, is it a bit slower? What What do you see the the next sort of four weeks looking like, and maybe four months looking like right for retail and uh, yourselves?
1: Well, it, it, most of the stores have sort of uh, have come back and, and opened up. Uh, Maya opened back up yesterday. H and M zara they're all they're all back um and running um <clears throat> i think it's going to be tight for a little while I've, I, there's just a lot of in, um, uncertainty um a lot of unemployment so i, I think from now until christmas it's going to be pretty tight so um uh, we'll just see what happens after this but, but it's going to be pretty tight do you, you think, know, think like there's
2: going to be I'm, a, a do you think there's going to be a pent up demand do you think there's going to be like a a, a bit of a artificial explosion because people have been cooped up at home and uh, or, or not
1: um mate i hope so um yeah. i think I, I think if sort of if the virus stops and, and we don't get any any new um cases and 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 people get get back to work again i i think it'll pick up again i i think they'll forget all about it and, and, and it'll start up again um but you know like we we've been open for about three weeks now and we, we sort of we're back from ten to four and i've been ringing a few customers and and a fair few are working from home so they don't need um they can wear their track suits and um and, and operate from there but um a few have lost their jobs. So there's a lot of uncertainty there. So um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping it won't last too long, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. I've, I've got, a deal.
3: The, so, sorry, I've, oh, There late. is a lot of people working from home mm-hmm. and it's amazing, you are what you wear. I know myself, if I don't dress properly to go to work, I don't work properly. And I think a lot of people have been at home maybe doing some extra exercise and it's time to resuit your brain, resuit yourself and get that whole package right because you can't be brilliant in tracksuits. You've got well, you, to feel the right way about how you dress to how you perform. Well
1: you, you, you can't, but you've just taught me something. So the next time I call someone and he says that to me. I'm going to put that light to you. <laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> can you say that
2: again, Lee? I can't remember it myself.
3: Was
1: brilliant. But, there you go.
3: <laughs> there you go. But you are, you know, when, when you're suited up right and you're feeling right, you can perform right.
1: Yep, that's
3: exactly right. Yeah, and, and there's actually a technique in business called flip the switch. And when you're in work mode, you've got to be in present mode. It doesn't matter what you do for a job. People pick up on your business energy. Uh, I had a great experience last week, and it's a really exciting story. I'm going to share it with you. We had our washing machine serviced, and the Fisher and Pike was going Sounds like an exciting
2: and- story. No.
1: Hey, it's
3: good. It's good. So firstly, they confirmed their appointment by text. The guy was on time. It was at 7.30 by request. Turned up, saw his truck turn up. Truck was immaculate. This guy came in. And I always offer trades, tea and coffee. It's just an important thing of, you know, get, having a good relationship with service providers. But this guy wasn't just a washing machine tech. He was a washing machine tech ninja. He knew the product. He was talking about the, um, the new technology coming out of Germany and what that means now and what you have to do. And you click here and I was like, wow. I had no idea there's so much going on with the washing machine. But he was a, he'd made a decision to be a professional technician in washing machines and was quite passionate about his job. And straight after he left, I got a text, I did the survey. I never do surveys. But this guy was impressive that he liked going to work, he looked the part, he, he knew his product. It was a good experience for me.
1: And That's my washing
3: machine story.
1: And you'll never forget that. And I'm sure you'll recommend him to 10 or 20 of your friends.
3: Well, here I am talking about it on air, but that that brand has got stickability stickability from me now because of the service side's good. Because of one person, the entire
2: brand. Because of one person, the entire brand.
0: And that's so true as well. That's the same with companies, with agents as well. A lot of people will judge a brand by their individual experience from the person representing the brand and that can be from the property manager the leasing consultant the sales agent as well everyone has an impact so and you, you 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 want the people at the bottom of the pyramid to be to be talking about the brand and the product as a person at the top as well and then you're all speaking one voice instead of multiple voices as well um, and pe- and people will respect that and will respect the brand from that as well.
2: And, and Mr. I think Berger, all of
3: us need to bring that experience and that obviously Michael, people return back to you for the stickability that, well, i just go and see you because you gave me the right advice last time. You're the suit ninja.
1: Yep.
2: A <laughs> hey, suit ninja, I've got a couple of questions for you that um, I'm sorry to ask, they may be a bit shallow. Um, what are people wearing? What's the fashion these days with uh, men's men's clothing?
1: Mate, they're, they're, a lot of them are trying to move away from blues. You know those that, those bright blue colours. They've been around for a little while, and, and, every Thank God. and every Tom, Dick and Harry's wearing those, you know the bright blue. So they're, they're, the the light greys, uh, the burgundy is coming back. You know that deep sort of ma- uh, mahogany. You know like the yep. maroon. Luxury. Angelo, from the, An- oh, Angelo right. from
2: the Office. Angelo from the Office has one of those suits. Yep.
1: Yeah. Does he enjoy wearing that? Does he? Uh, yeah. Does he get compliments when he wears it? Ah,
2: oh, he's yes. made millions out of that suit. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, he, it's he, calls nice. he calls the
2: bingo. Calls the bingo with the RXL. <RMS.
0: laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and a guy. And a guy uh, I got one, I got one, Michael Edwards. Are people wearing socks? <laughs> uh, they ages wearing, are yeah. they buying socks with their suits?
1: They they sure are those happy socks. The, you know the, the brighter sock. We're selling heaps of those. Um, mm. And and you you promote that really well too, Michael. Yeah. I've got the socks. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> it's, uh,
2: Michael's got socks with his photo on them.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I got I got them as well. <laughs> what do you show us your sock, Michael? Now can you pull one
1: out? Mate, I've got no socks on at the moment. I'm at home.
2: <laughs> Michael Burgeo, Michael Burgeo, rip one of your socks out, mate. <laughs> so, um, so the fashion is so the fashion for guys, they're the colours. Are they wearing ties much anymore,
1: mate? It's, it, we're still selling a lot of ties, but more for weddings. But if if um if they're not wearing ties, they're wearing pocket squares. We're selling a lot of pocket squares. A, a pocket square sort of dresses up the suit, uh, equivalent to a tie. Um, yeah you know like a lot of people don't want to feel like they're, they're choking themselves but when they put the pocket square they feel confident and it's and yep. as dressy as a tie
0: you just splash a colour as well
1: that's it But Man. we're still, still selling a lot of ties but not, yep. not as sort of um, not, not to business people if you know what I mean
2: yep And Lee's Lee's an example, a shining example of 2020 high fashion. Um, Lee, you got the sports jacket. Yeah, I do. It's interesting. I always wear a tie when doing video
3: productions or when I'm doing my job as a presenter. Today I'm consulting, so it's business to business. And today I'm working with the entire sales team, property management team as one-to-one. So I don't wear a tie when I'm business-to-business business one-to-one because I'm getting inside their mind, what are we doing and I want to look open, that makes sense. But if I'm presenting external where, you know, a thousand people are watching a webinar, I'm, I'm very formal. And I think there's a difference between formal and business professional. What do you think, Michael?
1: Mate, I, I agree. I, I think the way you look now, you look very um, professional. Um, and, and as, you and, know, as long as you've got as long as you've got a sports coat or a jacket on, it's still dressy enough, you know what I mean? So, and you don't want to be overdressed compared to to everybody else. So, um, no, I, I think what you're doing is great. I'll make sure a chandelier here at Novak. Yeah. before we wrap it up, I'd love to get your advice
0: for anyone out there looking to open up a retail shop. Uh, within any, any industry, selling socks, selling suits, uh, cars, whatever it is, what's the best advice of that you could give for someone looking to open up their own business and own retail in this market now? What's probably the key thing, one or two things?
1: Mate, product knowledge would be the most important thing and negotiating good rents. The, the rents in Australia is what really kills you at the moment. It, Hopefully, after after um, what we're going through now, rents would actually go down. The product knowledge would be the most important thing. Honestly, if you don't have that knowledge, you shouldn't get into any, open up any business, whether it's a coffee shop, clothing, car car yard. You need that product knowledge
0: making sure your staff do as well. There's no good if you're there, if your shop's open 100 hours a week, but you're there 40 hours, you don't want it to be only have good knowledge 40% of the time. You gotta make sure your employees
1: have it. Yep.
3: I couldn't agree more than this. In life, no matter what you do for work, all work's important, but you do make a decision and anyone can make this decision right now. Am I a professional or am I an amateur? And a professional studies their craft, they're passionate about their craft, doesn't matter what their craft is. And I'll give you an example. We have a gentleman in Melbourne called Naeem who drives us around everywhere, but he's always on time. The car's immaculate. There's always tissues or mints or waters in the car. We would never get a cab or an Uber when Naeem is so good at his job and so passionate about his job. And other people think he's a driver. He's not. He's a professional Person who services the executive world, and I don't know when I've got uh, ladies from our office travelling to Melbourne, and they're landing at eleven thirty at night. I take comfort that Naeem's picking them up, and not someone I don't know or an environment they're in to get to a hotel. But that's an absolute professional,
2: and he's been with our family for fifteen years.
1: Well, he he takes about- pride in his job, which is fantastic.
2: Yeah. I've learned a lot today, guys. I've learned a lot. And uh, the takeaway from what I'm, what I'm hearing is uh, you're either going to be an absolute pro at what you do or you're going to be self-served. Uh, yeah, or you're going to be self-served. You decide you can run both of those businesses um, profitably. But if you're running, if you're running a self-serve, um, you're going to be hiding behind a computer and in a, or in a factory in distribution behind a computer. Um, whereas if you're running a um, a retailing joint, you've got to really and you're gonna be opposite customers or real estate or something, you're gonna be an absolute pro and then people just keep coming back. And that example you gave about the driver, Uber and uh, what's his name? Nahim.
3: Nahim. Turkish. Nahim. General.
2: Amazing. Nahim or Uber doesn't mean one person's right or wrong, but two very different businesses offering offering um, a pick up and a pickup service.
3: And his phone number is worth a fortune. You know, we, all of us who travel all over Australia, you'll hear this guy's name pop up all the time because I give his number out all the time. And, oh, you need a driver in Melbourne. This is the guy. He never lets you down. And when you people think, oh, why do you need a driver? If You've got to go three gigs in one day and do your own job at the, at the highest level. Uh, we also have Frank Bella in Sydney, you know, an incredible driver. But these are part of our team, these people. They're not... Um, You don't look at the bill. It's they're a team member.
0: Yeah.
3: Love it. Love it. Love
2: it. Anyone anyone got anything to add before we sign off? Nope. Whatever you do,
3: go pro, be an absolute professional. Otherwise, you'll get the exact job you deserve.
0: Yeah. As Anmar says, make passion your paycheck. We had lots of people on this morning. Catherine Ray Price, Michael Edwards. Alessio, uh, good to see you on Luke, Baroni, Steph. The list goes on. Really appreciate everyone tuning in every morning. We will be back tomorrow morning at 7.45 as well. Thank you.
1: Thanks thank you for you having out. me on, guys. Lovely to meet Lovely you. to meet Lee. you, Michael. Lovely to meet thank you. You. Thank you. I'll come and get a thank suit, Michael. Too. Thanks, Lee. See you yeah, guys. Thank you. See you soon.